gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is John Jones. I am the Green Arrow. Hey, super friends, welcome back to the DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number 132 for New Comic Book Day, March 13th, 2019. I'm your host, Ken Rose, and coming to you directly from the basement of the Hall of Justice, we have a, some big news that got released this week. Now, DC has finally released their general plan of how they're going to handle the 80th birthday of Batman, which is happens to be falling on the same time as the 1,000th issue of Detective Comics. Now, some of this rollout's going to be similar to the way uh, action was handled last year, but they put out a whole list of different things they're doing this year, and I guess it's supposed to culminate towards the end at Batman Day in September. Now, we start off uh, knowing that Batman has been around for 80 years. Now, that... The only hero, major superhero that's around now that I know of that um, as a superhero that's around longer than that right now is probably Superman. But um, Batman first appeared as as Bruce Wayne as, in uh, Detective Comics number 27 on March 30th, 1939. Then the Dark Knight, um, and the Dark Knight through the years has stood as a symbol for determination and bravery and justice for generations for the entire for that entire time. Um, now, to commemorate that milestone, there's custom artwork that was created that pays homage to Batman's legacy in all forms of media. The Batman pencil profile design is by beloved longtime DC artist Luis, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, and digital paint design is by Admira Wijaya. And the graphic will feature will be featured throughout the celebration on all kinds of different things. Now, DC is going to honor hashtag Long Live the Bat throughout 2019, including Batman's 80th anniversary on March 30th and Batman Day on September 21st. As part of this year-long celebration, there will be many ways fans can participate. You can read Batman, paying homage to the superhero's 80-year publishing history. DC will present two commemorative books, one of these I already have, including the landmark collector's issue of Detective Comics number 1000, which goes on sale March 21st, and a special hardcover of Detective Comics 80 Years of Batman, the Deluxe Edition, which is already on bookshelves now. I actually have that one, and it is fantastic. Similar to the way they did the action comics, um, 180 Years of Superman, it is a many Detective Comics stories throughout the entire history of Batman. From the biggest names who have ever done the character. Now, you can experience Batman throughout this year also. You can go to SWSX in Austin, Texas this month. Um, it will kick off the global celebration with multiple fan experiences, photo opportunities, limited edition, limited edition merchandise, and Instagrammable mural by a local artist. SWSX, or SXSW, will also set the stage for an incredible moment when more than 1.5 million bats fly, in, fly into the night over Austin's famous Congress Bridge on March 15th. That's actually this, um, that will be 
Friday of this week. Now, DC will celebrate Batman's 80th anniversary with panels at major conventions, including a dedicated Happy Birthday Batman panel at WonderCon in Anaheim on the actual anniversary March 30th. Generations of fans across the globe will gather together to honor the timeless hero on Batman Day, September 21st. The Bat Signal will light up the major cities worldwide alongside a wide variety of fan celebrations, including interactive photo opportunities, live music, food, games, and more. Plus, fans will race across the finish line in their favorite Cape Crusader attire in a series of 5K and 10K runs in selected cities. Next up, fans can celebrate hashtag long live the bat at multiple Six Flags locations across North America in August with extended hours, exclusive Batman-themed experiences, and special merchandise. Warner Brothers theme parks across the globe, including Warner Brothers Movie World Australia, uh, Parquet Warner Madrid, and Warner Brothers World Abu Dhabi, will host Batman 80th Anniversary events. We also have Madame Tussauds locations in Orlando and Sydney will unveil interactive, family-friendly experiences, photo opportunities, and special merchandise in September. In May, collectible art boutique Mondo will host a curated anniversary exhibit at its Austin gallery celebrating iconic Batman cover art throughout the years. The global touring expedition The Art of the Brick, DC Superheroes, will celebrate the Dark Knight with a special Batman edition with a special Batman edition beginning this September in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Then Romix, R O M I C S, the comic book animation and gaming convention in Rome, Italy, will host an immersive Batman 80th anniversary exhibit in April. Designs for fans of all ages are designed for fans of all ages. Visitors to Shanghai this summer will be treated to a first of its kind special exhibit celebrating Batman. And then we get Otter Media brands Rooster Teeth, Crunchyroll, VRV, and Fullscreen will celebrate Batman's 80th anniversary through a variety of programming and special campaigns designed to amplify DC's global campaign. And then finally, uh, another, the last way to, that they have listed here to experience Batman is AT&T will activate across retail, digital, and direct TV, which will celebrate the anniversary with a Batman-branded channel. Plus, AT&T customers will get insider, insider access through AT&T thanks to Batman content. Oh, no, this is through AT&T. Thanks. Sorry. Uh, they get access to Batman content, computer, comics, merchandise, exclusive fan experiences and more. So there's all kinds of stuff going on throughout this year. Now, you don't you can't you don't just have to you can't just experience Batman. You actually get to watch it too. You can watch Batman. Television broadcast partners worldwide will host Batman programming marathons in March and September. Cartoon Network in the US and key territories will host exclusive Batman themed programming and stunts for kids in March and September. Then DC Universe uh, the DC streaming service, which we talk about here a lot, um, all the time, will be celebrating in a big way with its promotion of Batman content in March and April or September. And we've already seen a, on DC Universe, they released the entire Nightfall saga, Nightfall, Night Quest, and um, it was what? Nightfall, Night Quest. I never remember the third name. But it was the entire story of how Bane uh, came in and broke the Batman's back. Azrael took over as Batman, and then Bruce Wayne coming back and taking the mantle back from Azrael. And then you can actually join Batman in three different ways here. The Boys and Girls Club of America will join Batman in a first-ever partnership 
to celebrate kids, teens, and youth development professionals who stand up for positive change in their communities. The campaign will kick off in April during National Boys and Girls Club Week. In honor of Military Appreciation Month this May, D.C. will partner with the USO, an iconic military support nonprofit, on a special Batman-themed USO to Go kit. Featuring comics, movies, TV shows, games, and more, the kit will offer a fun diversion for service members stationed in remote locations around the globe, connecting them to home and all things Dark Knight. And then finally, fans in the UK, you guys can uh, join in raising awareness for Genetic Disorders UK by wearing an an exclusively designed Batman t-shirt on Jeans for the Jeans Day in September. And then there's always merch. And you can shop for Batman with WB and DC are also joining forces with an extensive list of retail partners, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, iTunes, Walmart, GameStop, and Google Play, among others. And global partners such as Lego, Mattel, and Funko will release exclusive Batman 80th anniversary products through the, throughout the year. And they were talking about Walmart. That's probably that's one of the reasons you, we've seen that the new four-inch Batman black and white figures are available now at Walmart that help promote this Batman Batman's 80th anniversary. So this is going to be great. I hope to get to check out some of this stuff as it comes by. But if any of you um, super friends are out there that actually go and are able to participate in any of these events, let us know. You can email us at DC Superpowers Podcast at gmail.com, or you can even uh, get a hold of us on all social media. You guys know how to get a hold of us, and uh, I will let you know at the end of the show also. But this is going to be a great time to celebrate the bat. Next up on the list of things happening is Suicide Squad 2 is starting to shape up, and we're starting to get some information about what's going on with this. First one is we have another actor. We know Will Smith has stepped away. He's not going to be, due to scheduling conflicts, according to everybody not gonna be able to be dead shot but the strong rumors is that Idris Elba will probably be replacing Will Smith as dead shot a lot of places are already saying this is 100% it's still a rumor as far as I know I've never seen not seen anything official but we do know Margot Robbie will probably be back as Harley Quinn considering she's still playing the role as of right now on Birds of Prey but it looks like Joel Kinnaman will not be coming back as Rick Flagg I don't know why it doesn't say here why he would have been out, but it looks like he is not coming back for the sequel. We don't even know right, right now if Rick Flagg's even in the show, but there is a list running around of rumored people that characters that might be in the show. One of them is I could that it may not be the right character, but I know the actor will probably be in this is Dave Batista, which everybody knows is he's good friends with James Gunn. That's why um, Gunn put him in as Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, it looks like Batista is supposed to be playing a character called Peacemaker or Christopher Smith, who's an agent of peace, whose motives are driven by an extremist form of pacifism that makes him love peace so much he would kill for it. Which is an interesting idea. I don't know this character myself. Uh, there's only, out of this list of all the characters, there's only one major character that I know who they are in this. Because a lot of these are second and third and fourth tier villains. Uh, other villains on the list, one is Ratcatcher, which I'm not familiar with at all. I guess he's from Batman. Uh, Otis Flanagan, a super criminal and one of Batman's many enemy enemies. While in the comics, the character is a man... The rumor has it that Gunn's version would make the character female, and she started out as an exterminator in Gotham City before taking on a life of crime. 
Aided by an army of small rodents she can communicate with and control. She's also a fan of poison gas. Now, the next one everybody should be familiar with, especially if you saw last week's Flash episode, the King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd, because it looks like King Shark may be on this list of be coming in also. Um, and King Shark, according to this, his actual quick synopsis is that he's a supervillain and humanoid shark whose father is believed to be the so-called shark god, though others dismiss him as merely a savage mutation. And in The Flash, we know that he's basically a metahuman created by dark matter. Next up is one I've, another one I've not heard of, but we're going back to the Batman universe with the Polka, the, the Polka Dot Man, or Mr. Polka Dot. He's a Gotham City supervillain like Ratcatcher uh, and is a sworn enemy of Batman. He grows multicolored polka dots on his body that he can turn into fireballs and other weapons, even though for the most part he's embarrassed about his awkward abilities. And last on the list here is that um, it looks like Deadshot is supposed to be in the film, which, like I said, it looks like Idris Elba may be in talks to, ta to take it. And it says the current script, though, has Deadshot as a surrogate father of sorts to Ratcatcher, though the role remains open to actresses of all uh, nationalities and ethnicities. Now, according to this report so far, they don't say whether or not uh, Rick Flagg or Amanda Waller will be in this. And we know now that Joel Kinnaman will not be back, but that doesn't mean they're won't recast Rick Flag, and we've not heard anything from Viola Davis on whether or not she'll be playing Amanda Waller. But we also don't know if any of the other members of the Suicide Squad from the first movie will be back in it. We don't know if we'll get Killer Croc or Boomerang or Katana or any of the other ones we've seen. Hopefully, this is not a full reboot. It's actually, it, but it does use other characters and some of the original ones also. That would that would be nice. But uh, the last thing I have before we get into this week's pull list is. I have to give a shout out to Arrow because last week I watched Arrow and we finally got to see Dante, who is this big overarching villain that Argus has been trying to take down. We And I had to give him a props because one of my favorite actors, because I don't talk about it on here much or, or even over on Geek Watch 1 much, but I loved the Highlander TV series back in the 90s. And Duncan McLeod himself, the Highlander, is Dante on Arrow. That's Adrian Paul. If you don't know who this is, look him up or look up the Highlander TV series. He was awesome there. He was awesome in the Highlander movie, the fourth Highlander movie Endgame. And now seeing him as Dante is going to be great to see um, him back on TV. But we do have some sad news for Arrow also. It was announced this past week that Arrow will be ending after their eighth season of next year. And it's going to be a short season. According to Stephen Amell, the, the season is only going to be about 10 episodes long. Which, anybody who knows the Arrowverse, which is interesting, I'm not sure what they're going to call it after this, but anybody who knows the Arrowverse re knows that right around episode 9 or 10 is going to be the series, the crossover, and that is Crisis on Infinite Earths. So, that pretty much answers our question of what deal did Ollie make with the Monitor? It looks like he made a deal to save Barry and Kara by sacrificing himself, and then his, his story will end at Crisis on Infinite Earths. Which, the what I'm calling on this is that at Crisis on Infinite Earths, he's going to um, die, Arrow finishes with Crisis, and then when they come back after the Christmas break, that's when we'll get Batwoman taking Arrow's spot on the schedule. Now, that's not confirmed, obviously, and they've not even officially picked up Batwoman yet for a series, because they're still they're filming the pilot now. But, more than likely, they're going to pick it up. 
So that's going to be interesting to see coming up next year. But we do have to say bon voyage to Arrow. It's been a great show. I've watched every season. I've It's had ups and downs, but it's still been a fun show the whole time. And w- I'm hoping that if they do bring in Batwoman, that's going to help because they need that greedy, grounded, somewhat reality show, which is what Arrow has been. You have Arrow with the gritty, grounded, trying to keep it somewhat in reality as much as you can in a superhero world. Then you get Flash, which is the superhero show. It's um, all your metahumans and multiverse and multiple universes and all this stuff happening on Flash. You get Legends of Tomorrow right now is your crazy, campy, way out there classic superhero time travel show. And um, then Black Lightning is still out there right now, too, which um, is more even more street level from a different point of view than where Arrow is, where it's um, aiming at more of your, an urban crowd and um, and people who grew up in the inner city and things like that. That's what it seems like that's what they're aiming at. So every show has its niche and they know where they're hitting it, but they still work for everybody. So it's going to be cool to see Batwoman would be the one to take Arrow's spot, I believe, because that would be gritty gr- um, gangster and stuff like that. But that's the end of the all the comics reviews or not the comics reviews. That's the end of the news I had for this week. And that means we've only got one thing left to do. And that sound is only, can mean only one thing. It's time for our weekly trip to the comic book shop. This week's comic book shop pull list is brought to you by, as every week, by the Shazbots. Check them out on Facebook and iTunes and check them out at www.shazbots.com. Let them know that the DC Superpowers podcast sent you. Now, we have 11 books coming out this week, and we're starting off with Catwoman, number nine. When crooks break into the pawn shop where Catwoman has set up her secret headquarters. They break off with a personal item or they make off with a personal item that she has to get back. The trail of loot leads her to the book, the Brooker. Ah, the trail of loot leads her to the Brooker, a man who moves an illicit. Ah, wow. I can't talk tonight. The man who moves all illicit merchandise in Villa Hermosa. Now Catwoman could just walk in and ask for her property back, but that's never been Catwoman's style. Instead, she's going to pull off a heist that will teach her foe a lesson, making sure the Brooker never crosses the cat again. This special one-off issue was written by acclaimed writer Ram V from Batman Secret Files and guest artist John Timms from Harley Quinn. This is going to be interesting because Catwoman, I don't know, I don't think this is a, uh, maybe it is an ongoing series. I thought it was a 12-issue uh, maxi series, but it looks like this is actually a, this is an ongoing series. So it's cool to see someone else just step in, tell a story, and be able to step out. You don't get many one-off stories that often, so that's going to be cool to see. Next up, this one is a twelve-issue maxi series, and this is Hawkman number ten, London Falling Part Two. The Deathbringers have arrived, and no one is safe as Hawkman struggles to protect London from the devastation. He's attacked by Edom and his army of at every turn. Carter will need to figure out a solution, and fast, if he's going to give the Earth, or if he's going to save the Earth. The answer lies in his past lives. But which one? The art is done by Brian Hitch and is written by Robert Venditti. The third book for this week is Justice League Dark, number nine. 
Dr. Fate has assembled his Lords of Order, and it means certain destruction for the Justice League Dark. As Dr. Fate traps the magical community on Earth, the team fights against the other kind. The walls are closing in on them, and they'll need to find a way to stop Fate if there's any hope of magic survival. The art is done by Raul Fernandez and Alvaro Martinez and is written by James Tynan IV. Next up, we get Red Hood Outlaw number 32. The Prince of Gotham, part one. After months on the road, Jason Todd has returned to Gotham City. But where Red Hood once operated as an underground criminal mastermind, Jason Todd is a businessman. Unfortunately for the Penguin, his business, or his first order of business, is a hostile takeover of the Iceberg Lounge and Casino. A bold new era for Jason Todd begins, and Batman is going to be so ticked off when he finds out about it. Art is done by Steven Segovia, and it's written by Scott Liddell. That's going to be interesting seeing Jason Todd as a businessman. We'll see how that goes. Then we get Supergirl number 28. Supergirl and the Omega Men versus Supergirls. The Omega Men's secret base of operations is attacked by the Citadel, who brought them or who brought with them an entire army of Supergirls, who all don't seem to be built quite right. With Supergirl fighting multiple versions of herself, it proves the it proves the old saying, you are your worst your own worst enemy. Art is done by Eduardo Pesina, is written by Mark Andreco. Supergirl has been fantastic seeing some of this cosmic stuff that we don't haven't seen recently in DC Comics with bringing in things like the Omega Men. It's been a cool show so far, or cool book so far. We'll see where it goes from here. Next up, we get The Flash, number 66. Jesse James, the original trickster and new crime lord of Central City, is taking over. And his plans for the city are his most diabolical level ever. But how was he able to claim his throne? And where has he been all these years? Learn all the answers in this issue that details each dastardly trick he's pulled to get to the top. Art is done by Scott Collins and is written by Joshua Williamson. Wow, Jesse James hasn't been around for a while, the original trickster. And we get Titans number 35 this week also. Into the Bleed, part three. Travesty and Mother Blood are holding all the cards as the Titans' hopes for saving their friend and the world are dashed by a humiliating defeat. This may be their darkest hour, but hope comes in the, for- in the form of Ernest Hinton, who burst the lands of the under- unearth from his own psyche and is being used by a resource used as a resource by Travesty and Mother Blood. The shocker, the shocker reveal comes when he we find out Raven's soul self is leading the charge against the the team. Can Raven ever be whole again? Art's done by Bruno Redondo, and it's written by Dan Abnett. We have four books left. One of them is Wonder Woman number 66. Wonder Woman's mother is missing, and so is Aphrodite's son. Together, they'll turn the world upside down to find them. If the world doesn't get turned upside down by a pack of wayward titans first. By far, the biggest survivors of the decimation of Olympus have taken up residence in Rocky Mountain National Park. And they're not moving. Art is done by Mick Gray and Carrie Nord, and it's written by G. Willow Wilson. Next up is a one is a one shot, I believe, that ro- spins out of the man Batman Who Laughs. We have the Batman Who Laughs, the Grim Knight number one, ripped from Batman's greatest nightmares. The Grim Knight is his is his world's most dangerous vigilante, unafraid to use any weapon, 
and go to any length to stop those who he deems worthy of death. Trained with the finest arsenal Wayne money can buy, learn the secret origin of the second deadliest Batman, hand-selected by the Batman who laughs, to bring his dark plans to fruition. This one-shot has a big 28-page story, and its art is done by Eduardo Riso and is written by James Tynan IV and Scott Snyder. Next up, we get Superman number 9. The secrets of the House of El are revealed as the Unity Saga continues. Traveling through space, young John Kent has faced everything the universe could throw at him, but after an accident sends him and his father or grandfather Jarrell across dimensions, the new Superboy comes to face to face with a terrifying evil version of his own father, Ultraman and his horrible version of the Justice League, the Crime Syndicate. Find out what happened to Superman's father and how John made it back home from this strange and crime-ridden alternate world. The art is done by Joe Prado, Ivan Reese, and Brandon Peterson, and it's written by Brian Michael Bendis. And the last book for this week is The Wonder Twins, number two. After being exiled from their homeworld, Alien shape-shifting brother-sister duo Zan and Jaina take on the traditional human custom of the high school field trip to a local LexCorp prison. Well, if they're being honest, their after-school assignment from the Justice League is what they're really looking forward to. Taking on vampiric menace Druncula, a villain from the Justice or from the League of Annoyance. And what's this guy, the Scrambler, up to anyway? Plus, Gleek debuts. Art's done by Stephen Byrne and is written by Mark Russell. That's awesome. Well, this actually explains because a lot of people were wondering at the after Wonder Woman's number one, where's Gleek? Well, we get to see him in this book. And that brings us to the end of our list and the end of another issue. Well, Super Friends, I want to thank you for hanging out with me this week. Another kind of a short issue, but we still had plenty of good stuff in there. Now, like I said earlier, what are you doing for Batman Day? Are you, or from Batman's 80th birthday? You can see the whole list if you go over to DCComics.com. They have the whole list of things that's going on. Let us know what you're doing. You can email us. DCSuperpowersPodcast at gmail.com. All social media, you can get us at... DC Superpowers, Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, we're at Superpowers DC. You can also um, go to our website. Now, the website is under construction because we've had some issues with the wave on the backside of it, but it is still up and running and working, and we will have a new website coming soon. But until it's up and running, the old one is still running. But you can find that at DC Superpowers Pod, or I'm sorry, it's DCSuperpowers.com. On there, there is a spot for our sponsors. It's people that um, we like the, what their products are. Go check them out. It's things like Things from Another World, where you can get all kinds of trades and individual issue comics and uh, collectibles. We got uh, superhero stuff, I believe, is on there with uh, all kinds of collectibles from multiple different fandoms. You do have Sideshow Collectibles, where for all your statue and action figure needs. Check them all out. They're on the sponsors link on the DCSuperpowers.com. Also, you can go to the gear page. On the gear page, you can find anything just about with DC Superpowers logo on it. That is our T Public store. Everything that T Public offers, we've put the DC Superpowers logo on. So um, check those out and help support your favorite DC Super um, Superpower podcast. So other than that, 
You can always find us on our network homes of the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and Weeby Geeks at WeebyGeeksPC.com. And so, until next week, thank you for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next week.